Welcome, everyone, to the premiere episode of Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ. OnlyFans.com slash Shelly SJ Smoke Out is a mouthful. If you want to try to say it a few times, that's okay as well. Uh, you can subscribe. You can get exclusive uh, access to our Zoom sessions where we do the show as we're doing the show right now. You also get exclusive access to the videos of every single episode that we do. Hoping it's awesome. I hope you all like it. Uh, I'm, of course, Stoner Jesus, stonerjesus.net, if you want to check out what I do. Of course, my partner in crime, as they say. We haven't got any crime yet. It's just started. Well, it's, you know, the night is young. Shelly Martinez, model, pro wrestler, content creator. Shelly Martinez.net joins me from the West Coast on the show. Welcome, Shelly. How are you doing tonight? You know, it's been a crazy day because, uh, okay, my sister, right? she always gets these like weird things that happen to her when she's at work so she's been so overworked at her job that she has like this ugly tendonitis in both of her wrists so I had to take her to the doctor today they have like a little follow-up kind of thing which is fine you know I was in the car with my dogs and I just was you know editing in there so that's fine for me that's like it's fine, especially because my sister is known for having some weird thing happen when she goes to work. So that was fine, whatever. And then when I took her back to work, she works at a vet. So I was able to get my dog some treatments. It's a holistic vet too. So they do like acupuncture on animals. Um, they uh, like do little adjustments even, you know what I mean? Like it's really crazy until she worked there. I had no idea that was even a thing. So, uh, and my boy dog, he's 20 years old. So he really wow, benefits wow. from like the acupuncture and things like that, the arthritis. So I left the dogs there and I went to the Ralphs to like stock up, get make sure the house is all stocked up. And I got this new credit card, okay? So I'm like, all right. Paydays on Thursday. I'm going to use the credit card. I just got it. No worries. So I go to pay and it won't go through. It won't go through. And I'm like, okay, let me call my card. Let me, I just activated it. Let me see what's up. So I call them and they're like, yeah, it should be fine. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm at the store. It's not fine. And so I'm just like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? So then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'll just use this other card. So I go to use the other card. And I think by this time, you know, you get a little nervous when things like that happen. So I put a wrong card in. So then that one got declined. So I step out of line again. And I'm just like, dude, I'm just going to go to the ATM. So I go, there's an ATM downstairs. I go and get the money. I go back in line, whatever. And so um, that really ate up a lot of my day. And so it was just one of those things. Where it's like, oh, all right, all right. Um, it's just one of those things where it kind of set my day off like that. And then after that, it was just like one thing after another, after another, after another. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep on trucking. I'm not going to let this make me be in a bad mood. I'm just going to work with whatever I can work with right now. And before I knew it, it was time to get ready to come hang out with you. <laughs> so that's my day. <laughs> yeah, so many times you know, stuff gets stuff starts off bad, and you know it. Uh, it just ruins the rest of your day and just derails everything, and that's a hard thing to get to get past and get through. But Here's so, the thing: I thought I was really prepared because before I went into the Ralphs, I had my little to-go stash, you know, in the car. So I park all responsible, you know, I park and 
before I go in there, blaze it up a little, you know, okay, not, not too much, because I don't want to be all like, oh, these people are driving me crazy. <laughs> not like um, crazy in the sense of like, it's making me mad, but like, do you ever get so medicated? And then when you're around people who are like in bad moods, and it's a group of them, it's yeah. almost yeah. like you're in a, I don't know. It's almost like an outer body experience and it's a different trip within itself. And sometimes I don't want to go there. I like that place. I like being a little scared, but I don't know. Sometimes you got to, you know, when you got a lot of things to do, you can't be going there. You can't be chilling in that weird zone. When I, when I first started going to dispensaries here in LA back in the day, they'd be like, Oh, you want an indica sativa? Like which one? I'd be like, look, whatever's your strongest. I said, here's the line. And you know how people, they like don't want to go over that line and go in that world. I want to be just above that line, just above it. A little scared, a little freaked out, but not too much. <laughs> Absolutely. And you don't want to be around buzz pills in general anyway. At least I don't, at least most of the time. Because, you know, weed, especially if, you, uh, <clears throat> if you're someone like, you know, a friend of mine who gets on the black market, not myself, I don't engage in any illegal activities. But if you get weed on the black market, it can be expensive sometimes and it's hit or miss and you know the quality is you know up or down. And when you run those people that are just like they seem and they're not because they don't know you're really high and you know that you're they're pissing you off, but they they seem to at least to you that they're really just trying to dig away at your at your <laughs> less anxiety, the less stress you have that that, that bothers them, so they want to jack all that up. And I've I've learned over the years that you really got to avoid those people early on. Just so even if you run sometimes they're unavoidable. That's true. Sometimes it's just unavoidable, and that's where I feel you gotta just try to not let them get to you. But sometimes, if you're if you're just like we all have our bad days, you know what I mean? Sure. We all have yeah. our bad days, and it just really sucks. Especially when the worst I feel is when I'm having a day and I'm struggling, but I keep on trucking through. And so I finally get to a point where I'm like, you know what? It's all right. It's all right. I, I did it, you know? And then all of a sudden here comes Buzzkill USA. And it's yep. like that one, I was like, it's not okay. <laughs> it's not all right. I tried, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely too much. So um, a lot of what the show is going to be for subscribers and people who would, are uh, watching this <clears throat> a little bit later. Uh, obviously, smoking, medicating, uh, a nice place to come and hang out with people. You know, obviously with COVID and even before that with the, the advent of the internet and FaceTiming and, and group chatting and Skyping and all that, uh, smoke sessions and smoke circles have become uh, more virtual. So that's really what we're trying to recreate here. Um, it's a new kind of show. It's something that uh, I've thought about, as I told Shelly before we started, for a while. And I just never found someone that I thought would be a good fit on the other side of it as a, as a co-host. Most of my shows I do, I do solo. That's usually the way that I work, unless I'm doing some stupid voice or something for another character on the show. That's pretty much the way it's always been. <laughs> but uh, I have collaborated with some other people in the past. I do a show each Wednesday uh, called The High Noon Hemp Show with a man named Beach who owns four uh, Hemptations shops in the Cincinnati area. Uh, big proponent of industrial hemp. He's been talking about it for 25 years. And uh, that's a lot of fun. And I've done some other things with some other people. But this is really my big first foray into uh, a co-show, whatever it is going to be. I, I, I describe it as an experience on the OnlyFans page. So I think that's what I want it to be. I think that's what it will be. 
And uh, I hope that people will join us on that, that ride. And uh, I know Shelly feels so, the same. Absolutely. And speaking of experiences, there may be some people watching that they don't know who the hell I am. They're from your fan base, you know, and things like that. And I thought, what would be the best way for me to display who I am, what I'm all about in a very simple way? Are you ready for this, Stoner Jesus? Are you ready for really? me to give you that experience? What I'm ready I feel, for everything and anything. Right. This, I feel, is an accurate, accurate um, explanation of who I am. All right, here we go. <laughs> Don't ask for nudes, but no bra, see? There Don't ask go. for nudes. I'm down for a fun, sexy time, but Absolutely. don't ask for nudes. Right. Don't <laughs> That's ask Shelly for nudes. That's who I am in a nutshell. <laughs> um, myself, uh, you know, uh, if the price is right, I'll, I'll whip my boobs out. I don't care. I'm no a judgment. Kind of guy. That's right. No judgment. No judgment. I tip the OnlyFans. <laughs> you know, that's why there's the OnlyFans out there. You get your OnlyFans money there, Stoner Jesus. because uh, right. there's people that'll play pay pretty penny for the nips. That's what I hear. I haven't encountered it any for as far as, you know, want to pay for mine. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Again, I feel like you're marketing young. it wrong. You're marketing yourself Probably. all wrong. <laughs> There's well, an sure, audience for you. I'm sure I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of my thing. Um, you were on my show, the Center Jesus show, not too long ago. A very popular episode. People loved it. And uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, but we didn't get around to, you kind of alluded to it at one point, and I wanted to circle back to it, but we were talking about so much other stuff, was um, we talked about your time in, in ECW, but we never really got into your time in the WWE uh, back in the day. So if you wouldn't mind uh, talking about that a little bit, uh, how did you get the opportunity to be in the WWE in the first place? Well, when it was ECW, it was when WWE brought it back. Mm -hmm. So it was WWE ECW. And a lot of times people um, from the original ECW, they call it the fake ECW. I call it the fake ECW too, because um, it is the fake ECW, but I am so grateful for it because if it wasn't for the first ECW, um, I wouldn't have been able to play that character when they sold out and had Vince McMahon do it for them, you know? And that was the big gripe that some people had with it. Oh, you know, whatever. But it's like, dude, what are you going to do? And what I thought was cool is they brought back a lot of the original people. And it's like, these are people who haven't worked on TV for so many years that have had so many struggles in life because they're like now with all due respect, it has been. I call myself a has-been and it's not derogatory at all. Like when people go, oh, don't say that. It's like, no, but like some people aren't even a has-been and that's fine. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's like, I don't do that anymore. And a lot of the audience that watches it now, they don't know who I am. So yeah, I'm a has-been and I'm fine with it, you know? But these people in ECW, the original, a lot of them became those has-beens and stuff. But there was still that fan base, you know? So... I thought it was really cool that even though they sold out, um, it gave an opportunity for people to have jobs again, you know, get yeah. get back into it a little bit. And now because of that, they're able to make money now, even though they're not on, you know, WWE and haven't been in ECW in a long time. 
but it's like that kind of brought a new audience and people who didn't know about them. So now they're able, like before the Corona, like go on conventions and different shows and people are like, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, wow. So I really feel it was, it was really awesome to be a part of that revamp um, of that because I watched that happen. It wasn't just, um, you know, another new promotion popping up. I watched these people who busted their ass back in the day and they kind of deserve that like send off if that makes sense yeah yeah for the bigger audience yeah so um what how did you start in wwe itself and i take it that that kind of went south at some point what were the events that led up to that so long story short as i can make it you know i did the independent scene for about five years and um I had gotten, like, I had seen an agent here and there when they came, like, to our wrestling school, but that was always, like, the owner of the wrestling school is very in control of all that, right? Mm -hmm. So, back in the day, I was a West Coast Choppers model for Jesse James, the uh, car, um, he says he's a glorified welder, but, you know, I'm not car, <laughs> but bike, motorcycle builder, uh, custom choppers and all that, West Coast Choppers, and, um, one day I was hanging out with Jesse and he was just like, so, cause you know, at that point I had been in wrestling, like I said, for five years. Um, there was a time in that five years, there was about, I think two of that five years, I did strictly just the Lucha Libre, which is the Mexican style kind of wrestling and which is a whole other entity of itself, like a whole other brand. And um, he was just like, why aren't you in WWF? It was at the time. I said, well, I really don't know how. Well, unbeknownst to me he had built some motorcycles for the undertaker so i don't know what went down i just know that he said wait for a phone call and i was like yeah right <laughs> and so shortly after that i got a phone call from uh the guy in charge and it was really interesting because in my five years of wrestling there was this one school in particular i won't say names and keep it classy but there was this school that was the MV here on the West Coast at that time because WWF would use them a lot, use their guys when they needed people and girls. Uh, a lot of people were getting signed to developmental contracts out of there. So it was kind of like the envy to be there. So when I left my first wrestling school, because long story short as I can make it, the owner took advantage of me and it was the thing, it was weird. It's not to be a buzzkill, but um, so I left. And so when I went to this other school, um, <laughs> the guy was talking to me and he told me, you know, if we like, we like your look, we think you'll probably get hired one day. We wanna sign you to our school, but when you uh, train here, you can't train anywhere else and you can't work any other shows. Well, prior to that, I was always taught if you're not wrestling other people from other like wrestling schools or other states, you're not going to learn because you're going to be wrestling the same people over and over and you can kind of get comfortable with it because it's too comfortable. So it's like with wrestling, people don't realize, even though, yeah, it's predetermined, there's a lot of improv that does go into it and you never know what can happen. Somebody can accidentally get hurt in the middle of the ring, whatever. Uh, so that's how you learn how to like improv is you got to play with others right so when i said that he didn't like that so right then i was like on his list so 
the impression everyone here in SoCal had was if you're not in with him, you're not going to make it, right? So here I am, like, great. Like, <laughs> great. But it's true. Like, it's true. So why are you mad at me, dude? Why are you mad, bro? So when I got that call after Jesse put in a word for me, the first thing the guy said was, hey, are you affiliated with this guy? And I was like, oh, here we go. It's not going to happen. <laughs> And I said, no, I'm not. He said, good, we can have this conversation. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I thought he was the guy. So I thought it was really interesting that my way in was totally by knowing someone that could put in a good word because I was already, I was already doing it, you know, but then I got to hear that little gossip of, oh, is that right? Oh, is that right? <laughs> And I'll never forget that. And I feel that not to get all whatever, but when that happened and I thought, dude, that's it for me. Like this guy doesn't like me. I'm out. It really affected my spirit and it really made me feel very insecure. And I think that kind of trickled down into other aspects of my life. So when I got that phone call, it's like a part of me was given back. And it was really cool because it's like, you know, and to this day, that guy, I've run into him and I've, I've, I've confronted him about other things, but I've never told him that conversation because it's like, <laughs> why bother? I don't need to. It's like, dude. So that's how it started. Um, and then, uh, you know, I was, went to Kentucky uh, after I got signed because that's where their developmental school was. And after being there for about a year and a half, that's when I got to ECW and got to be on TV. And for about a year, I was on the road, and it was awesome. Like, it was what I signed up for at first, in the sense of I loved hearing these stories that people had that, like, oh, we were on the road, and this happened, and that happened. Like, I loved it. I was like, dude, that is so cool. It's, like, not just about performing. It's more about what all goes on into it, and I love that. I loved it. So I really got to experience that and it was really, really cool. But with the good, there's always bad. And much like with that promoter that I thought I killed my career early on, um, I would speak up. I'm sorry, I grew up in a place where I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do for a living. If you're gonna disrespect me, I'm going to stick up for myself. So I developed this kind of reputation that, oh, you know, she doesn't fall in line. Oh, you know, she's a troublemaker. Oh, you know, this and this. And it's like, <laughs> okay. So the last straw was I got into it with one of their top talent and, um, I knew it. I knew the time was coming because we had been butting heads for quite some time. And I knew that the night that I knew it was over, it's so funny. Ozzy Osbourne was performing because uh, they have musical guests, you know? And it was so cool because his dressing room was right next to the girls' locker room. And I was the only one in the girls' locker room. And I don't know how it started but i started talking to somebody on the other side of the wall and i kept saying like oh i wish i had a donut he's like we got donuts i was like shut up and i was like that's so weird he's like come on over 
And so I'm like, oh, and I remember my friend, Ashley Massaro, who's passed away, RIP. She walked in, she's like, Shelly, you're going to get in trouble. You're not supposed to, I was like, cause I didn't realize who was next door. You know, I just was talking, I was talking to the walls <laughs> <laughs> and the walls said they had donuts. So <laughs> I was like, it's fine. And then all of a sudden I hear la, 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 la. And I was like, oh, that's Ozzy's room. And then all of a sudden it's quiet. And then I just hear going at, and I was like, shut up. <laughs> you're warming your voice up and you're just seeing that. Cause that wasn't the song he was singing that night. And the acoustics in that room, it was awesome. So I went over there and the drummer, he was the one that I was talking with. So the rest of the band was very intrigued by me, especially I was this vampire, excuse me, I am this vampire. <laughs> so, um, I just kept chit-chatting with them about music and stuff because I just love music so much. And um, we just had a good old time. So then when I was about to perform, they were like, well, can you let us know before you go so we want to watch you? I was like, absolutely. And I felt so honored that they were like, because like they're the they're the rock stars coming into our zone, you know, where we're like, whoa, that's cool. And I was like, wow, they, they are sticking around because they want to see me perform. That's so crazy. Well, that's right before I went on live. I got into it with this wrestler. Um, and it's so funny because I'll never forget. He looked me in the face and he was like, you'll never put asses in seats. And I was like, dude, Ozzy's band's out there waiting for me. To <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So I knew that night that if I were to fire back and stand up for myself once again, that that's it. I'm done. And I thought to myself, okay, I have an action figure coming out. I just performed at WrestleMania. Ozzy's band's out there, so I do put asses in seats, by the way. So whatever, dude. And so I fired back, and I got in trouble. And then a couple of days later, I was released. And it's so crazy because I've had so many moments in my life that was in 2007 where I'm like, did I do the right thing? Should I have not said anything? Especially when I've struggled hard, you know, like hard, like my sister and I were living in a studio apartment with my dogs. It was like, you know, it sucked. I'm like not a kid anymore. And here I am living with my little sister. It sucked that starting over. And I got blackballed in a lot of ways because of the people who I got into it with. They, they blackballed me. So even with like acting gigs, I was getting blackballed. So it was like, dude, maybe I should have just not said anything. But it's so crazy because along that journey from like then to like sitting with you right now, like we wouldn't be sitting here right this second and all that stuff that I learned along that way and all that like heartbreak I had. So when people like think I'm all bitter about it, I was like, dude, there was a time it really effing hurt my feelings because it was rough. But now it's like, they did me a favor because Wrestling's really easy to let consume you and you can lose yourself. And I never wanted that for myself. And now I get to do what I love. We're sitting here smoking out, having a good old time. Don't send nudes. <laughs> Got my dogs. <laughs> you know, it worked out fine. Yeah, it's really incredible. Man. It's hard to explain to like people who are younger. You can't explain anything to them, really. Not to be that old fogey you know get off my long guy 
but <laughs> the, you can't tell people anything. They have to experience it for themselves. And we were the same way when we were younger. And you, you look back and you finally realize that each of these things, these horrible things you thought was the end of the fucking world, uh, all led to something better. And you can't, you don't know that unless you go through yourself. You can't tell somebody that they think it's, it sounds stupid. It sounds stupid to say, but that's life. And that's how you, uh, that's how you grow and mature. And that's my, uh, my life advice for the night. Well, I think it's cool too, that, uh, in my experience and me watching other people go through things, it's crazy because life also, when you go through that will align you with people that kind of like will give you advice, you know, even if it's like, they don't even know what you're going through. They'll just say something that really rings with you. Or maybe you're not ready to hear something from somebody at that time. But then when you are, you think about what they said. Cause you, you know, maybe at one point it pissed you off and you're just like, Oh, whatever. So-and-so said this. And like a couple years of saying that goes by and you go, damn it. They were right. That's why I've been mad this whole time. So it's like, I think it's cool that if you pay attention and you're open to he just hearing people, even if you don't like what they have to say when they're trying to help you at that time, it's cool to be open to like, just at least hearing them out because when you need to hear those words, like you will, you know, and it's just so freaking awesome. And even with like, that's why I try to be so present on social media because there's been people who I followed, even if it's people I've worked with before or whatever, or people I don't even know, and them kind of sharing those kinds of thoughts or putting out certain things, even if it to other people doesn't make sense, to me it did. And I needed to hear that. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like I needed to hear that. Or I'm like, oh, whatever, they don't know. And then like a year goes by, I'm like, damn, they did know. <laughs> <laughs> so sharing is caring. And I feel like, oh, us as humans, we kind of forgot how to communicate with people and like share. And that's how we learn because not everyone's going to go through the same things, you know? And so I try to be transparent about what I've been through because like not many people can say, hey, I did exactly what I said I was going to do when I was a kid. Like it's, it's weird to me even sometimes. There's a time it was normal to me because that was my world. But sometimes I sit back and I'm like, that's really freaking cool. And nothing that any of that bad stuff could take away from that like nothing and so it's like that's why i have to share my journey you know what i mean and i just think it's so cool to be sitting here you know i've been watching your content you know here and there and i've been definitely paying attention to your um timeline like for years and years and years and there's been times that even you just putting out your stuff and like, I've been felt, I felt like, uh, you know, whatever, like maybe this isn't for me. It's just too much. And then you'll say something kind of fun and you'll put something out. I'm like, dude, <laughs> if stoner Jesus is doing it, I can do it. So it's like, you know, it's so cool. And now here we are sitting here together. <laughs> That's how life works. I will admit my social media is mostly memes and uh, like your mom jokes and things like that. <laughs> Sometimes there's some wisdom and, you know, clarity mixed in with everything else. You just sprinkle it in. <laughs> <laughs> Plus my continuous promotion of uh, my various shows and projects, which I you mean, have to, you yeah. have to. If you're not, if you don't right whiz. Absolutely. But um, people, especially follow me on Twitter. I've been on Twitter for almost 12 years now. 
and that's just constant. I have like 119,000 tweets or something. I'd say at least a third of them are just, hey, here's a show I did or an episode. Go look at it. <laughs> I'm struggling over here. Go look at my stuff. Oh, look. God. I know you have nothing better to do right now than go look. Don't. You're on the <laughs> internet all day. Go look at a show. <laughs> you know, not to sound like whatever, but... <laughs> There's a couple people that I've dealt with that have been like members of my sites and stuff like that. And when they're, this one guy was like, you know, I just don't have time. And I'm thinking, what do you mean you don't have time? Like, and the thing is, is like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I have to have him as my member. But it's like, and this was during like when the Corona was like at its height. Like, so it's like, yeah. what are you yeah. doing? You're at home. What are you talking about? You have no time. Have a ton of time. <laughs> These things like I would have sat down and added up all the time he actually has, he would be a <laughs> Just write it down all on paper. Like, I, have, I, I guess I hours. just rather him said that, like, I just, I'm tired of you or something. I don't <laughs> know. But, like, no, you have time, dude. <laughs> That's something interesting that I want to see as uh, time goes on, as the show grows, we get subscribers and stuff. As I said again uh, earlier, you get the exclusive Zoom details for the sessions that we're in. You can come in, smoke with us, hence the name Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ. And uh, it'd be interesting to see the, the different people that come on. Uh, I do Zoom on my show, and I just throw out all the details on Twitter and stuff so anybody can come in. And uh, it gets crazy. There's a lot of uh, younger gamer people that I guess just sit around waiting for Zoom details to come out on Twitter so they can Zoom bomb as the kids say. And uh, for my show, it's great, but I thought for something like this, it would get to be uh, something that's too too much. It gets to be too much noise. But something relegated, or not relegated, but you know, kept exclusively to subscribers. Um, hopefully it will be some sane, level-headed individuals just want to come in, smoke some weed, be cool, not drop you know constant N-bombs or something like a lot of the uh, Zoom bombers like to do. Um, well, I will admit, I got some cool calls. One guy was a, a, a Trump animation, and he was doing the Trump voice and everything. And it was great. He did it for like 40 minutes. So. Nice. But most of it's, you know, garbage. But uh, hopefully. <laughs> As I said, this is a new experience, um, uh, what we're doing here. And when we start getting subscribers calling in and people joining us, that'll add a new dynamic to the show. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what's going on, what people are into, if they have the time. You know, if they have the time. If they have the time. But let me tell you something. Are you ready for this? Because as soon as my creepers, my creepers no, I can come imagine. on here. <laughs> in 40 minutes of asking you to show your boobs. <laughs> oh, no. It'll be my feet. They're going to be asking me to see my feet. You're going to think boobs. Yeah. I'll, I'll sell feet pics. <laughs> you subscribe for three months, I will send you a feet pic. I guarantee it. <laughs> no judgment. Everyone has their own thing. Size I, I still don't get that. And whenever I ask a foot fetish person that, they never give me a straight answer. Or it turns into something else. Like, I had this one fan. He'd been my fan for a long time. He was pretty open with me about things. So I was like, can I ask you something? Like, you know, whatever. I'm a very curious gal. So I asked him, I was like, what's the deal? But then it turned into more of like that he likes to wear stockings himself. So I was thinking this whole time, you just want to see girls feet and stockings, but now you're telling me that you wear stockings 
and that's fine if that's your thing but it still didn't answer my question about the feet you know it went on a whole other realm <laughs> so maybe he was too sophisticated he wasn't just a feet guy and there's people who i've asked in the past and then they stop contacting me because they get like embarrassed i guess so i'm like don't get embarrassed like it's you're not in my face like what why does seeing my soles of my feet even if they're dirty and gross and dry some of them like the better why does that get your penis hard like what what is it what is it about that like i'm so curious i'm so curious yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a, one of the more common and i guess long-standing fetishes when i started doing the show I've interviewed a lot of cam girls and adult performers and, and porn stars and all that. And uh, I talked to them a lot about fetishes and what they see and uh, things I knew I didn't know existed. Like the, the balloon thing, I think is pretty funny. Um, the small penis humiliation I never got. I mean, I obviously I get like, you know, and people, guys will pay good money to have a hot woman humiliate them and tell them how small their penis is. And uh, again, you know, to each their own, obviously, but it's just, it's not something I can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> I here's the thing again no judgment absolutely um, but for me it makes me very uncomfortable I get that request a lot actually mm. and I get a lot of money thrown my way and I won't do it because I don't I don't like that I don't like that <laughs> I don't like that okay <laughs> I just it makes it makes me feel uncomfortable and it's oh, it's not in a judgmental way and I think maybe it comes back to and here's the thing I could totally spin it because when I was growing up you know I always had a decent boob size right so I had natural D's but they were very saggy and my areolas were really big so I was very insecure about it. And I had this very horrible boyfriend in like the end of high school and a couple years after. And he was very mentally abusive. And he would talk crap about my boobs a lot, like to like make me feel bad about myself. And so I remember, and he was, at, sorry to be Debbie Downer again, but he was physically abusive to me as well. So when one day I finally tried to break up with him, try to get away from him, he called me, he was like, whatever. And I, he was just being so nasty to me. And at this point, like it was like close to when I finally was done done with him. Um, I finally said, well, whatever, you're the one with a small penis. And he did have a small penis. And here's the thing, there's nothing wrong with a small penis because even though he had a, that's the smallest penis I've ever been with. It still felt good. You know what I mean? Like I still, it didn't, I, I had a, I, like when I was, I was younger when I was with him, but like it, I had a lot of fun with him and stuff like that as far as that goes. So it's fine. He was the one that made a big deal out of it, not me. So when I finally got my little punch in there, I'll never forget. He was, it was like, he was talking crap to me. And then when I said it, he just was quiet and went, oh, I can't believe you said that. And he just like broke down. And I was like, all these years, this fool talking crap about my boobs. And I remember I used to like, even though we're together for five years on and off, I never would have my top off if the light was on. Like it was bad, it was really bad. Um, that's why I got a boob job. When I finally went to WWE, I was able to get one 
And I was just like, I just need to do this for myself. And sometimes people think that the girls do it for just to be on TV or whatever. Yeah. And some yeah. do, they're like, okay, I have to look this way and whatever. But for me, it was deep. It was real deep. And so when these guys are like, I'll pay you, I, I can have a chance to be like, yeah, that guy. But that's just so creepy and weird. Uh-oh. Creepy and weird. Hold on a second. My sister's going to walk in. Minnie. Hold on one second. No problem. We're still alive. No editing. So when these guys want me to talk about their small penis and they want me to be mean about it, I'm just like, I can't, dude. Like, I just wish this, this small penis would just leave me alone. That's all. <laughs> because... <laughs> Again, having said that, if you subscribe for three months, uh, I will completely humiliate you. Talk about how small your penis is. I will go into great detail about how I had intercourse with your mother. The whole nine yards. Just uh, join the OnlyFans. That's all you have to do. You know, one that I got not too long ago, and this was really weird. I'd never gotten this before. So this guy was like, hey, you know, um, oh, it was Cameo. This is the thing. Mm -hmm. Hold on. I keep looking at you down here, right? Because it's like we're talking. So I'm going to look at the camera right here. People, fellas, listen up, okay? When you book a cameo, this is not sexy video hour. You go to my sites for that and order it. Cameo is cameo, okay? It's like I can wear a cleavage, I can wear a bra with my boobs pushed up, I can wear a no bra, I can be sexy, You're like, hey, I hope you have a good day, whatever. But no, I'm not gonna sit there and give you a penis humiliation or how I wanna be choked. No, that's not what Cameo's for, please. Okay, now with saying that, this fellow, he starts in, he was like, okay, and they said, look, that's a custom video. So if that's what you would like, you need to go to my site and order it. So he went to my site and order it. And, um, oh no, I said, or you can join my OnlyFans Premium, and I will, in the DMs, have a conversation with a video reply with everyone, which is fine, whatever. So I'm going through it, going through it with him, and then he starts to say, now start telling me how you think I'm a dork, and so does my mom. <laughs> And I said, and so is your mom. And then he starts to continue to go in this whole mom thing where he then tells me, I have a crush on my mom. And I want you to talk about how you and my mom are humiliating me. And I said, no, I said, I sent him a video that I charged him for, by the way. I said, look, I don't know why you felt this conversation could go, because that's the thing. It wasn't like me being like, okay, what do you want? And da, 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 and it led up to that. It was like, it was semi-normal until he brought up the mom thing. And it's like, don't be slipping in your weird thing. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for whatever reason that's his fetish. 
but that one is weird. Yeah, you literally find any kind of person on the internet. I know, but I'm not trying to find them. They're finding me. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. I said I figure a lot of people who are, uh, will be fans of this show, uh, and I've seen on Zoom before, like anytime a female actually appears, because it's like 99% guys. It's like a like a kick chat room or something. It's um, and it's just like all they all flock around the woman and me are like, hey, you're gonna take your top off? Why isn't your top off? Why are you wearing a top? What is going on here? Why is this happening to us? <laughs> so I don't know what kind of people will join up here. But as I put on the OnlyFans uh, page, uh, if for any reason you want someone out and gone, they'll be gone. I'll well, here's the thing. I've been doing live streams for a really long time. And I'm not afraid of anybody. I know how to handle it. I'm fine with it. I've had to like deal with some people and here's the thing. Most of the time I feel what people really want is they just want like a crazy reaction if they're not getting what they want. Like my sister and I would always joke about there's then then they don't even spell it right. The guy kept saying try he kept typing open bobs. It's like open bobs. Oh, you want me to open my bobs? Okay. So it's like a joke now we have. It's like open bobs. So <clears throat> I feel that these people, if they're not getting their boob shot or whatever they think it's going to be, they just want to make me mad. And it's like, I don't know why you think I'm going to be mad. You're the one that's spending your, you came over here, you're spending your time. And if you want to go back and forth with me, I'll go. Like, I'm not afraid. And like, let's do it. I, I think it's fun. It's stimulating. So let's go, bro. <laughs> I've had some interesting periscopes, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do a lot of broadcast on Periscope. It's uh, a lot of people. People get on there. Mostly, what they what they're mad at me about on Periscope is I'm not constantly smoking on my show, but I talk so much on my show, and when I take a big bong rip or something, I start choking. You want to sit there and watch me choke for two minutes and try to recover my voice? <laughs> I'm doing a fucking podcast. You know, I got <laughs> I got to keep things moving. I can't do that shit. Yeah, yeah. I they the don't realize thing how much goes into. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. They don't realize how much it goes into it. It's not just, yeah. you know, you got to focus. <laughs> yeah, people would be absolutely amazed at how much preparation I put into the show <laughs> for what the, the end product is. But that's cool. But I figured the smoking aspect would be cool for this show, especially, as I said, when we get some people calling in. And, uh, like, the you know, the virtual smoke circle experience video show content bonanza. Something like that. And we're still working on the tagline. It's not really coming together as I was hoping. Uh, I did have a, a like a cannabis news aspect to the show, but uh, mainly I just do, you have that for like a backup in case things, you know, dragged on. But uh, as I suspected, uh, they don't. I, I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of good shows for people who are subscribers for on the, the OnlyFans. Um, I think we did pretty well. You got anything else, uh, Shell, you want to say to people? Uh, possible subscribers, uh, people who may see the show later, something they should know about you? Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing. I was thinking earlier, when I was in the shower, I was just thinking about you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's worth a subscription right there. <laughs> no, but for reals, I was thinking about you guys, and I was thinking, like, okay, like, first of all, I get asked a lot, if I 
offer doing smoking, you know, on Zoom, especially with like everything that's been the way it is. And I had it. So like, there's that. But also I was like, you know, what else can I add to this page that like, isn't really going to like take me too much or whatever. And it's like, you know, I do a lot of smoking videos for like my secret society or my premium only fans page. So it's like, well, not, not like if this is a page just for the smoking, <clears throat> maybe I should put some of that content on here and share that because sharing is caring. And, um, you know, sometimes like, cause here's the thing. My audience is so broad. Like, there's just so much, like not everybody's just in the one little tiny group. So here, I feel you're probably here because you love marijuana. <laughs> so why not stay in theme? And like I said, sharing is caring. So that's what I thought about today in the shower. There you go. Like I said, that's worth at least the three months. Go get the three months. You get my feet, uh, my boobs if you want them, small penis humiliation, and I banged your mom. Yes. For for a three month subscription. Plus the That's, show and the Zoom details. Come the on. feet alone is worth it. That's right. I said I have big feet. You have no idea. <laughs> I know about uh I guess about twelve years ago now there was something I don't know if it still exists called something called Stick'em. Uh S T I K A M. And basically you would get on with uh well two thousand eight was a crappy webcam. And you could have like uh, the person hosting the show and then they have like spots that people would come into and everybody would just sit there and smoke. Uh, one guy, uh, Bong TV Live, he's still around. I see him on Instagram all the time now. But uh, he had a lot of people that would just sit there and smoke and watch and chat. And it's something that when I started my show, I tried to integrate a lot of, you know, interaction in the chat room and all that stuff. And uh, things have kind of changed on the internet. And uh, I noticed early on things were going mobile and all that, which really kills the live chat uh, aspect of it. But I'm hoping this can kind of bring back that vibe and that, uh, that experience for people who, uh, who want to check it out. I love it because everything you just said right now, it's like, it's just a different vibe. Mm -hmm. And I think people miss that, you know what I mean? And I feel there's different variations of that kind of coming back, but sometimes you guys just stay old school, you know, just be old school. Simple. <laughs> Just with better cameras now. Yeah. Even better. And better medicine. At, yeah. I've looked at old, uh, like old webcam photos from like back then in 2008 and it's, it's bad. You really can't even tell who I am. It's that poor quality. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I bet. One more hit for the road. This is about out. And uh, episode one to be in the cam. That's awesome. <laughs> <coughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. I know. Take one, two, Trust big, me. and then you got to cough for a while. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a little tip. <coughs> Wear a low-cut top so then when you cough, at least when they watch you, they can see the cleavage balance. There you go. See, I'm learning marketing tips all the time. I have yet to do that. Maybe that's why I am where I am. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. That's what the show's going to bring you. Life advice, smoking, stories, just all kinds of stuff. You have no idea. <laughs> it's be amazing. Tips how to whore yourself on OnlyFans. I'm trying. Not at all, baby. I'm trying. 
I'm already sending feet pics and, and all kinds of shit. So where <laughs> it goes from here. <laughs> Shelly, thank you. And uh, that's going to do it for the show. I don't have any big finish or any kind of outro music or anything. I think it just ends. All awesome. right. Well, great. So um, <laughs> let me know whatever and keep in touch and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Thank you, right. Shelly, for episode Bye. one. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.